Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cantina MX Football Podcast, episode 339. The League Nations has kicked off, and Mexico has already disputed two of the four games in their group. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Marcelo Flores' debut, and there's also some transfers going on in the background in Liga MX, and overall, just our thoughts on the current state of the national team, the form, and how we feel about their chances in Qatar. Tonight we have Twitter Spaces, of course, opening up YouTube as well, if you want to hop on the chat. But before I go any further, let me welcome Joel to the show. How are we doing? Greetings, how are you, man? I'm doing good, man. Got to see a bit of the Mexico-Jamaica game. Pretty much what I expected. You know, <laughs> the one game games, you watch. <laughs> the games, the, the games in, in in Jamaica always seem to play out that way. Um, but, but it's what you want uh, to draw on the road. And I know fans see some of these teams, and they, you know, they make them out to be much more weak than they are. And I just wanted to point out something that happened. What was it yesterday with Peru being eliminated by Australia? Sorry, I can't stand Peru, so I'm actually kind of glad. <laughs> <laughs> cocky, but, cocky. Yeah. They're so cocky, and I'm glad they lost. They deserve to lose. Um, one thing to point out in that match, it was going to extra time, and there was like maybe like a minute of extra time left. And Australia decided to pull their goalie and sub in a fresh new goalkeeper who ended up being the antagonist. He ended up dancing and pirouetting and just looking like a clown, but his technique actually worked. And thanks to him, the Aussies, the Socceroos will be going to the World Cup and and Peru will be watching it from the comfort of their home. They took a page from uh, Van Gaal, huh, when he... He did it to Costa Rica. I know they would do sometimes with some of the keepers, or if they felt in a game going into um, going into a match, whatever opponent, and they would have them work with the scouts because the scouts would have already um, have like some info on the rival players, on like which way they're more likely to shoot, or you know. Oh yeah, there's data, like. and. I know there was a bit of controversy in the past because they, in some tournaments, they would put someone by the porteria, you know, like behind the goalposts where the photographers are at. Mm-hmm. And there's always been other stuff where um, goalie would have like a little notebook. And he just, yep. you know, is with the Konami code, you know, up, up, down, down, left, right. Just kind of like... Uh, yeah, so I wonder if there was some of that with Australia. We'll, we'll know, even if it takes 10 years. Uh, <laughs> we'll definitely find out if if they had planned for that. Um, but, but, I mean, it just goes to show, you know, you have, you have Australia that is promotion. Yeah, they, they don't really have a league. Well, their first division is not, you know, 
um, for for all intents and purposes, weaker than MLS. And they're going up against Peru with players, you know, that qualifies out of Conmebol, where, where, you know, the Mexican media used to say if Mexico qualified to the World Cup out of Conmebol, they wouldn't just go to the World Cup to participate. They would get there as contenders. That's, that's one of the talking points. Um, but, yeah, that's not how it works out. You know, and, and we see a lot of examples like this, but for some reason we we tend to ignore them. We have our number one fan, Ricardo, joining us tonight. Feel free uh, to request to speak. Um, as far as the 32 nations that will be going to the World Cup, uh, Los Ticos, Costa Rica ended up beat, beating the Kiwis, New Zealand, uh, 1-0 today. So CONCACAF will have uh, four teams represented in the World Cup, it's going to be hard. I believe Costa Rica is in a tough, tough group, so we'll see how it goes for them. But uh, let's not pretend we're all in this together, man. I don't understand people tweeting out like, you know, room for Peru and room for Costa Rica. Like, if Mexico was in that situation, they would be rooting against us. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not all for this. Uh, we're all part of. Latino America, and we should support each other. Fuck that, dude. This is cutthroat. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand some fans have a soft spot, but I, I agree with you. Uh, you're you you go end up meeting up against this team, and they could knock you out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, no. Uh, so with this game against Jamaica, they were on the road for this. It was pouring rain. Leon Bailey kicked it off four minutes into the match, scored. Uh, but just before that, Uriel Antuna had a had a sitter that he missed terribly, and we ended up paying for that. Uh, it struggled for Mexico to get a goal, but Luis Romo did score uh, right before halftime. And that is how the result stays, 1-1. And uh, with this, they're actually um, behind uh, Jamaica in the standings. So Jamaica has five points. Mexico has two, uh, four points. And the way it works is um, they will be – there's four games, so each team has the chance to, to play at home. And the winner of this group will play against the other winners um, in this League A. Yeah, there's like three leagues. There's three divisions. So League A is the highest in the Nations League. And uh, basically there's going to be four teams left, and they're going to dispute the, the trophy. But it's not going to happen until next year. So the, these two matches were done. Uh, the next other two matches will take place in March of 2023. So very, very uh, long, long time away from now. Who knows if Tata will still be the coach by then. But the consensus here is that uh, Mexico's not playing good. And I even heard uh, some screaming, uh, Fuera Tata. From, from the fans in Jamaica? From the fans in Jamaica <laughs> that made that trip. They got flown out. 
And uh, another thing, too, if we take another step back, uh, their first game against Suriname was in Torreon. Not sure why they played in Torreon, but the stadium was not sold out. It looked like maybe there was about 20,000 fans. And the whole time they're just, you know, saying fuera tata, fuera tata. And, you know, they were criticizing like, hey, you know, you guys play more games in the United States than you do here in Mexico. And also, like, people were complaining about, oh, you guys always playing in La Azteca, like, take it somewhere else. Well, they finally did take it somewhere else, and, like, the fans didn't show up, and it was just, like, a negative experience. So you can see why they they schedule more games out here. Well, yeah, but, I mean, I guess because the caliber of match, and also because there has been, like, a strong campaign against the the coach, and he's been getting attacked for a couple months now. Um, but by this point, it seems like he's staying. I don't think um, I don't think FMF has any intentions on switching him up. Yeah, if anything, they've endorsed him for another like four <laughs> four years. Um, yeah, but that was um, Dorado, no? Yes, Torrado. So, I mean, if Tata goes, he goes. That's the sort of what we see happen all the time with Selección when they have some of the people that are in charge, you know, like in the past, Memo Cantu and others. And then um, if they didn't like the proceso, like not only is the coach out, it seems like they even... Whoever they had, you know, leading leading that proceso, they also get the boot. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, the results have been pretty pretty bad. Not only that, it's just like the players that he's been calling up to the national team. And he finally caved in against Suriname. The fans were chanting Marcelo Flores' name. He gets about 10 minutes. And instantly looks like a breath of fresh air. He's he's fighting for the balls. He's he's looking lively, and he gives Orbelin a really great pass in the box, and Orbelin draws a foul, and uh, they get the PK. And for some reason, I don't know who decided to let this kid take a penalty kick, but Marcelo Flores from twelve feet away went for it, and unfortunately. He was denied by the goalkeeper. He missed. And uh, after the game, you could see him in tears, just like taking it really hard and, you know, being uh, hugged by fellow teammates. But do you think that was a mistake allowing this kid to take a penalty? No, that's what these games are for. But, I mean, you know, like, you you had the hierarchy, you know? You had other players that probably should have taken that PK. Um, I understand that there's, like, a lot of hype behind this kid. But I think it was a mistake to to let him take the PK. Yeah. No, I, I'm going to stick to my guns. I mean, I think, uh, you know, some of these games you want to – and it was in part trying to promote him. You know they're they're trying to promote promote him to the first team as 
or not just to the first team, but as like a star player, just because how much the fans have been touting him, mainly just because where he plays. <laughs> any, any lesser team, and I don't think the majority of these fans would even care. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we have to... I think we need to slow this down because he hasn't made his professional debut yet. You know, he's still playing for the under 23 in, in Arsenal. And there's just like a lot of, a lot of hype around a kid that really hasn't done much yet. And I don't know. I, I kind of feel like we're kind of rushing this process. And, you know, Tata, you know, he, he said it himself, like, Hey, we're not going to like throw him out to the lines just yet. But, um, yeah, I, I think like, I love the the confidence and like wanting to take the penalty kick, but at the end of the day, man, like you can't let a rookie take. <laughs> you gotta, you know, Santiago Jimenez could have taken it. You know, there was other players that could have taken it. Um, I just think like there was a lot less to gain than there was, you know, or a lot less to lose than there was to gain. Uh, you know, the game was already pretty much done, and uh, I don't know, man. I think it's gonna like mess with his confidence, and we'll see how he bounces back today. He didn't get any minutes. So I don't know if that was like punishment. Uh, Jamaica is a much, <laughs> much more like physical team. And I, I don't think he would have been able to do the things that he did against Suriname. We have some listeners. Feel free to request to speak. We want to know your thoughts on the national team, how we feel. Should Tata be looking for another job? The thing is, though, like, who would you bring in at this hour? It would be your favorite, Piojo. <laughs> that would be the main candidate on at this point, so close to the World Cup. Let's see what Ricardo has to say. He's on. How's it going, gentlemen? Hey, what's up? What you got for us, man? Hello? Can you hear us? Hello? We can hear you. <laughs> what was that? Uh, that's my soundboard. That's Poly D. Uh, when things get awkward, I have that ready. But uh, he'll probably hop back on. Sounds like he's having audio issues. Um, one thing that is interesting is FIFA has confirmed that there will be a 26-man roster for the World Cup. Not sure why, but... Panini, ha- dude. What? Panini? <laughs> Sell more stickers. <laughs> that album's gonna be a like an encyclopedia, man. Oh my god! Going into the next World Cups at forty something teams. Oh my and god! At fifty dude, cents a sticker. <laughs> that thing's gonna be huge, dude. No pun intended, but damn, you get the, the three free stickers. I don't even know they're gonna be able to give it away for free. You, you know, like before you could get the album. 
they would just, you know. Yeah. It would come in the newspaper and it'll have like three or four stickers. Nah, man, you gotta you gotta pay for everything now. And uh, at forty something teams uh, with twenty six, why not go go for thirty, dude? That's like a yearbook. <laughs> Who's? It's gonna be like a Harry Potter novel by the time we get to twenty twenty six. But man, my favorite, just really quick, my favorite thing on Panini is is when they have like the players that ended up not making it. Oh yeah. So for the '94, the World Cup '94 Panini, it has Piojo. He's right there, dude. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he got the boot right because he had too much. He was too much of a hothead. It was a game against Honduras, and he, he, uh, he did a pretty bad tackle, and then they just like the coach was like, you know what? Can't. And that's a difficult group for Mexico because it was all European teams. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think they had an all Euro group since. But, yep. Uh, Ricardo's back. We'll see if he can get his audio to work this time. Hello? Yo, we can hear you. How's it going, gentlemen? We're doing good, good man. Good, good, man. Well, typical Mexico performance against the CONCACRAP team. I mean, the Mexican players con cuerpo de perros paridos comparing to these other big black guys for Jamaica, they're ne- they're never going to score on these guys. Why is that? Because they, cause they eat like shit, man. <laughs> there's no such thing... That's why El, El Joel, he, he, oh. he, he needs to stop making excuses for these guys. I know you guys are tired of hearing this, but, but every time we play a CONCACAF, be it Trinidad, on, even Honduras or Costa Rica, they got the big center backs, and Me- Mexico has a lack of creativity. We all know this. Ever since the 90s, or forever. These these guys, they're not talented enough. To, they're, let me put it this way: they're not big enough to be physical with these players, and they're not fast enough to completely like uh, run past them. So yeah, we, we have players that are like stuck in the middle physically, and I know it's more, football is more than physical, the physical aspect, but con is these guys are never going to get anywhere. Uh, no, I, I just wanted to point quick. The Mex team has improved, like height height wise, if you compare it, uh, especially to like '90s teams. It has right, come right. up. Um, so there's that. I know a lot of players aren't aren't like more muscular. Very few. Pero son bien son troncasos, joder. <laughs> I, I remember I remember in the early podcast when you mentioned I don't know if it was you or Leon mentioned in that uh what was it uh, uh, uh confederaciones or some tournament where Mexico played Italy hmm. and 
and the black guy for Italy, uh, Volatelli. Volatelli. Uh, that he ragged, oh, okay. he pretty much slapped around for that. You can go back. You, you can, you that can was 2013. Mm-hmm. Oh, it wasn't that Apple. far back. With uh, in Brazil, was it in Brazil? Yeah, you're right. Yes, it was in Brazil. You're 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 right. That's the one where uh, Chewy Corona just ate that free kick from Pilo. Oh, yep. It, oh, a nice kick though. It, it was a nice <laughs> kick. You're right. It was. Pilo just free kicks and he makes wine. But that's that, that majestic that beard. <laughs> that second goal. Look it up on YouTube, man. It was a uh, un pelotazo to like the. To the to the, to Bolotelli just uh, like at last uh, pelotazo, and he just slapped around uh, Massa, and he fell down like a little girl, man. It's and that's silly. how he scored. <laughs> like he manhandled him. Yeah, the physicality and the, uh, Mexico's always struggled against against the African teams uh, on the physical aspect. Hey, but Bolotelli's Bolotelli Italian, Hoyle. I know, but he's don't he's, be uh, racist. He's <laughs> West African, uh, a West African stock. Bro, right? even Italians oh, are he, racist against Balotelli. He, <laughs> and and, and racist. you're racist against Peruanos, right? I, no. I, was, <laughs> I was just. Well, I wasn't even talking about Balotelli. I was. I was going to the point you were saying uh, mm-hmm. that. Yeah, of Jamaicans and Honduras, and they do have a lot of players, you know, uh, of African stock, mm-hmm. and and that's that's something they and we that's we a see big it. Deal. We these, see it the more, huh? The, these commentators never take that into account. I mean, we, we can talk about the how much league, and they got Liga MX to promote, and we need certain players for the national team. But these other teams have something that we don't, and that's that certain physicality that yeah. a certain type of player brings. But they don't mention that. We, we see it a lot at the youth. And so, mm-hmm. like, youth teams, and we saw that uh, the Mexico team, they played Nigeria twice, and that was the team they watched them. And just the recently, Cup. just recently, that France team that played Mexico in that youth tournament. Yeah, the, Man, the Toulon think, or yeah, that, was, that was French Cachirules. Those guys aren't eighteen <laughs> or sixteen. Man, those guys, they got those fake uh, birth certificates. I need to check on that. They, I know it was Mentiroso, the case for man. Nigeria, and I remember a player from because they had that very talented team going into the 98 France 98 World Cup they end up beating Spain which was one of the candidates to to win the cup and uh but the Nigeria team was stacked and i think that was the same team that had beaten not team but at least some of those players that had beaten Brazil mm-hmm. at the um at the Atlanta Olympics they beat them for the gold um and I remember one of the players saying how, saying that one of their own players, dude, saying, "Hey, because uh, Nigeria after after the '98 World Cup, they sort of like plummeted," and and he was saying how like these guys were too old. He's like they're much older than than their age. Mm-hmm. They should they should check. And it was one of their own like uh, one of their players Self saying that. their own players like <laughs> yeah, he's too old. That that would happen. I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's as prevalent now, but I know it was. It happened a lot with, you know, back then. And I know FIFA did some. They would check. I don't know. They were checking your wrists or your teeth, but I think they would do like. They need to like do they, that air follicle test. 
I joke just to be on Freddy I do. Freddy Boom, the USA 13, Pele, the guy that was going to win the World Cup for them? Yeah, that was Freddy I do. When was and it? When, in 1995 where they said in 20 years they're going to win the World Cup, right? Or Who? Wait, you're, you're confusing stuff. No, when USA <laughs> said they were going to win the World Cup. No, they they hired Queiroz, who used to be assistant of uh, Alex Ferguson. Sir Alex, and, yep. And Queiroz, <laughs> they had him draw up like a thing like, what does the U.S. need to win the World Cup? And so this guy came to the U.S. and he observed it and he did, he did the Project 2010. So that's what it was called. It was called it's, it's already 2022, those guys. It passed. It passed, but, but I mean, that's Don't it. tell that to the Mexican media. And, no, to, these, I, and to these they Twitter were, guys. They were cromando for a long time, but like wouldn't. But I mean, it wasn't like we're going to win it. It was sort of like. No, that's not. No, uh, they did say they were going to win it. Nah, man. You, <laughs> go, go Google quotes. You're not going to find one. People, Are you sure? Yes. I. Uh, I, I'm, no, I'm, I'll take your word for it, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know of anyone that say we're working to win. Um, maybe whoever was the president, Rothenberg. I don't know the names because we're going f- super far back. Uh, it was like a, a goal, but it wasn't like certain. You know, mm-hmm. like something to aspire to. Like okay, like sort of Mexico talks about quinto partido. Um, it's something well, that's a little they would bit like more to realistic do. than a World Cup. It is, but but I mean, I mean you know, these are the same he, guys that said Freddie Adu was Pele, so we can't take them serious, right? He, he didn't say that either. Uh, Ricardo, man, you the, get Joel, they much. had him in the commercial. What are you talking about? It was a Sprite commercial. I remember with Pele in yep. it. <laughs> oh no, no, they thought he, he was the next Pele. Come on, he gave him the kiss of death, man. He gives him a kiss of everybody the was he's saying, oh, he's going to be the next Pele. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, at thirteen he was. At thirteen he was like. I remember because I was I was a kid too, and I was watching him on like Nickelodeon, and they were promoting him, and you know he was on the Sports Illustrated for kids, and like they they were like pushing this dude as like the next big thing, but you know he ended up what playing in the MLS, DC United, and then. I think he's like in Finland right now. He was a club promoter. He did a bit of everything. Um, but but going back to that Kato's report, that project, dude, come on. I, I know you guys would, people wouldn't say, um, they wouldn't be talking smack if FMF were to hire, let's say, Bielsa and say, uh, what does Mexico need to do to win a World Cup? And he were to, to draft the whole thing. Uh, I, I don't, you know. I do think, like as fans, we would mock them, but I mean, I, Come on, I kind of see. If, if that would happen, you know, football picante, Jose Ra, all these guys would have been <laughs> on his throat. It's not the same. <laughs> but but I mean, man, we went off topic. What was this in regards to? We, what we, about we, the Morenos we, on the concrete? We were, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's let's. Uh, and how Freddie do the bomb. Let's, let's backtrack it. No, that that's always been a thing uh, where they've struggled, but yeah. but I mean, I, I I think Mexico has done because at the World Cup, uh, you know, when they face them in the World Cup, 
they've sort of like um, they match up. They've matched up better. So they got that draw against South Africa, mm-hmm. and then they they beat Cameroon. Uh, so they've you know it's it's not as bad as. And I don't and I don't want to just generalize to the Morenos. I mean that that Sweden game. I mean big bodies in general. We we can't handle that. It always gives Mexico problems, but I don't think we should just say, "Oh, like th- this is going to be impossible to beat them." I mean, yeah, there are yeah. there there have been successful small teams. Like I look at Argentina; they're not like giants either. Oh, but but they have a combination of skill and size. Hi, man. That's what I think. No, I know, but it's just what I'm trying to say. Physicality wise, I wouldn't say that they're like bigger than we are. There, I think I would I would argue that we're about the same size. I think now, like if you look at their team, their current team, mm-hmm. and going back, um, but I know they, for a they used while, to have some big guys. Yeah, they would. Um, their strikers, they would always have like, mm-hmm. a, like a big, strong striker, Vid Valdano, Batistuta. Bro, you know, EYM um, was Tempest. like 500 pounds. Okay. <laughs> yes. EYM and Chofis yeah. are about the same body type, dad bod. Yeah. <laughs> But Iwain is not one of their, one of their like. Iwain you know, was like the strikers. Iwain's the reason Messi doesn't have World Cup right now. <laughs> Messi is the reason Messi doesn't have a World Cup. No nah, man, Iwain, he had a he had a sitter that he missed in the final. I do think that was a penalty on. Um, what was that dude's name? He retired. He was at Man City. Um, Schweinsteiger. <laughs> no, no, uh, I mean. Uh, Man City, Aguero. Yes, Aguero. I, oh. I do think there was a PK. He gets fouled in the box. I, I do think that was that was to me that looked like penal. Yeah, I don't know about all that. I do think that t- today, uh, pretty good result on the road against Jamaica. They've always given us problems out there in in Kingston. Um, and it was raining. Let's cut them some slack. It was raining, it was, and I mean, it was typhoon season over there. After the after that game, it was USA versus El Salvador, and I caught like the last ten minutes, and it looked like a freaking pig pen out there. It was like mud. Well, what was the score for that game? One one. The great USA didn't beat El Salvador. What are you talking about? USA won. They tied one one. <laughs> <laughs> But but they have Europeos all over the place. What are you talking about? Heine? They have Captain America. Yeah. Was it was Bordet in that squad? Yeah, they brought their their heavy no, squad. MLS is a European factory, didn't you hear? Every other <laughs> every other week they're sending someone to Europe. They uh no, they had squad today. They had squad. They had, they had uh all the all the big names out there. So, um, El Salvador was actually winning the match. Uh, it took a last-minute goal from uh, from Jordan Morris to to tie the game up. So, uh, yeah, it was it was looking good for El Salvador, um, despite the Bitcoin. <laughs> oh yeah, that Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the president's gonna say about that, but he's got some answers. He's gonna have to. <laughs> you you guys were mentioning my boy Marcelo, the future legend, uh, LT legend, right? Glory. And- <laughs> the the amount of hate and propaganda oh my God. against him Stop it. from Football Picante, all the Ultima Palabra, 
and the and people on Twitter, like all all the Mexican press and people on Twitter, it's it's been disgusting how they're hating on this. Bro, kid, he is not above the law. Like if that was any other player that took that PK, they would have gotten shitted on too. I'm just surprised how many people are defending his actions because he should have not been anywhere near that PK. He shouldn't have but taken I it. I don't think I don't think that's his fault, Jaime. I think that's like that should go down to the coach or like the the coach the captain, doesn't right? have control over what happens on the pitch. Like there's always like a designated like PK taker, yeah. but at the end of the mm-hmm. day, it's it's the players are the ones that decide. But let's let's not act like we didn't see Pizarro, the the dead body, the carcass of the Pizarro, uh, the el el muerto Cordova, el pecho frío Cordova, just play. They didn't do anything. I, like I was watching the game, have like half-heartedly because I was on my fo- I was on my phone for work, and it was already the 60th minute, and that guy was just prancing around, and he was just that's your boy, bro. Cordova his... came from. No, uh... Yep, Pizarro and Cordova, both those bums. Yeah, <laughs> but you can't deny Jaime that as soon as he as soon as he subbed in, he the oh, difference. He looked great. He looked, he looked great. The, I'm not. He didn't look. He didn't look uh, uh, messy-ish, or if you want, if you want to put it that way. But he made a difference in the team, and these other guys aren't going to do that. And that's the part where I don't understand the hate. He's clearly different. He brings something to the table that these other washed Liga MX guys don't. I agree, and I was praising him earlier. I'm like, hey, look, he came in, breath of fresh air, lightning in a bottle. But we need to slow the fuck down, man, because this guy, like... No, no, but... I don't know. I'm saying, like, the, I'm, I'm glad that he got minutes. I'm glad that he's being part of... He's even being part of this process, considering the fact that he's not made his professional debut yet. Like, mm-hmm. good for him. But I I think it was a mistake to allow him to take the penalty. I like I, lo- I love the confidence. I love the cockiness. But I just feel like there's no need to, like, just... Because we... I've seen this from, from, uh, from my team. I've seen this from Chivas... We, 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 we allowed Chicharito to leave, and, you know, we had Kubo Torres, who, who looked good. He started scoring goals, and all of a sudden, we start saying, oh, he's the next Chicharito, and then just, like, the, the expectation and the pressure. We shouldn't be putting an 18-year-old, like, up there yet. Like, we shouldn't have to rely on him to carry us to, like, success, you know? And I think, like, I've seen so many players that look good, that, that were promising, but then the pressure was too much because it shouldn't have been on them in the first place. And I think with Marcelo Flores, like I'm glad that he's part of the process. I'm glad that he's looking good at his age, but we need to slow the fuck down with him. You you make great points. You bring great points, but Marcelo's better than all those guys. And my, what I'm upset about is that, yeah, the, the PK, you're right. It doesn't bother me. It's a meaningless friendly against a, 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 a country that no one even knows where it is on a map. <laughs> it wasn't like a friendly. A it was an official match. Somewhere. And the PK, if you want to criticize him on that, I get it. I'm upset about these guys talking about, oh, he still needs a proceso, this and that. But these other guys aren't like – this is all we got, man. And if he if he's showing out, if he's showing uh showing off in these games, we should he should be getting more minutes than compared to these other guys. They're, 
if we just play, if we just base it off performance, he's doing better than these other bums. No, yeah, there there are some players out there, um, and I'm just like, why are they even on the team? Like this... El, El Borracho Antuna, Apocalypto Gallardo, they don't need to be there, man. Unfortunately, the way it works, um, in most places, this is not just like uh, the Mexican national team, but like even in your career and your job, there is a such thing called seniority. And unfortunately, of course, like, yeah, of course, like, unfortunately, like that's just how the, how the game goes, especially in the national team. It's like there, there are players like Antuna. There are players like, unfortunately, Gallardo and Pizarro that like, because of like what they've done in the past and their name and like, you know, they, they kind of get the benefit of the doubt. And unfortunately, like we have a coach that's stuck in, in, in that same sort of mentality and mindset where it's like mm-hmm. he respects players uh, that have more seniority on the team. And honestly, I don't know how much like control he has over the national team. I've always wondered this, like, is he just a puppet? Cause like we've seen time and time again, like some questionable decisions as far as like yep. lineups and, and players being called up to the national team. Like, are you actually like calling these because you're, you're calling the shots or are you being influenced from like someone else? You know, there's a lot of, mar- a cer- there's a lot of marketing that goes team. into this. Was that a certain team? Monterrey. That and other ones. Like who? Monterrey. America. Chivas. Oh, now Monterrey. Cause they got, because, uh, because I don't know if you guys noticed all the, like it's been going under the radar, but they've been talking on football picante and a lot of these like small, like these not known radio Mexican sports uh, channels on YouTube. They've been hitting hard at the, at the, about Mexico, the Televisa's power over the, the selección. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but Rayados or Fox, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there could be, like, a battle that we're not seeing, um, you know, behind closed doors with all these, like, news uh, networks and all that in Mexico. There, there's a lot that goes into it that, honestly, like, I would love to see someone open that can of worms, but we probably won't ever see it, at least not now. Um, but there are players that, you know, like, I out of the man. Like, what are you doing on the national team? The only thing that I did like today was like uh, he they, he did call up some Pachuca players, which is which is good. Um, but overall, man, like when Linus came in, breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Martin, he's just I don't know, man. But unfortunately, this is all we got right now. That's... Mar- Martin and Bebote are not it. Yeah, I, I know I'm a I'm a Chivas hater, but I'd rather give a. Macias a shot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Macias, uh, he's out there. Um, I don't think he's, I mean, he hasn't really looked good since he came back from Spain, but mm-hmm. still something to have off the bench. Yeah. We have uh, some upcoming Moleros. Uh, for clubs, so I think like Juventus, Real Madrid, Chivas, America are going to be playing amongst each other uh, over the summer. So those will be happening, uh, I think, next month in July. 
Yep. Um, uh, Manchester City is coming to Houston to play Chivas. I'm pondering whether to go or not because it's on the weekday. Oh, you should. See your favorite team, man. Nah. I got things <laughs> to do on the weekday. Finally, you'll be able to see uh, a legit Mexican team live. I already seen them. <clears throat> yeah, sometimes well, they'd, they'd be going to Houston for like hella random games. Oh, they do. Yes, they do. They that the last time they came, well, any Mexican team came was uh when Mexico played Canada in the Gold Cup. Oh, I didn't get to go to that one, but I'm not wasting money on the Gold Cup. Um. So as far as the 26-player roster, I was actually – this is what I wanted to talk about. At that point, is it appropriate to call up Marcelo Flores? Would he make the final cut? I would call him, but I don't think they are going to call him. Twenty-six. I mean, that's – that's going to change some things. That's going to change some plans. You know he's going to take three gold keep- goalkeepers. Oh, they're going to take four now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I do think they'll take them. Um, they should. Just just the, the other part is the, the promotion and the sponsorship mm-hmm. and and making the team attractive. He has that it factor. People love it, him. It's true, and there's not that many players right now. Chicharro, you know, for a long time. Um Ochoa for a while, but his his stock sort of fell. Yeah, and he's not like how he used to be. There's no Cuauhtémoc right now, um, and who, then unfortunately, Jimenez. Who would you say is the most popular most... Mexican player right now? Probably Chucky. Yeah. Yeah, and even then, he's not as popular as like Chicharro was at his height. Yeah, Chicharro was bigger than the Pope at one point. Yeah, he was. He was over there blessing like kids in wheelchairs and shit. It was crazy. <laughs> but I mean, well, what are you saying? He was doing a last uh, save a wish for kids. He was part of like UNICEF at one point. I mean, this guy was huge. And I don't. I honestly don't think we've had a player since that's been that popular. Um, not just like for Mexico, but outside of Mexico, like everybody know who Chicharito is, and a lot of Manchester United fans still like respect him and love him. Um, I don't think Chucky has been able to resonate like that. Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure they hate him in Naples. <laughs> He's the most expensive player they've ever they've ever signed, and mm-hmm. he hasn't really lived up to it. When Gattuso was there, I mean, he lit a fire under his ass, but we really haven't heard from Chucky since. He's made of glass. He gets injured every time he comes plays for the national team. And I think he should have gone to Spain, not Italy. I mean, there's still the possibility that he'll he'll leave. He has a really good age. Oh, no, wait. His agent died. Never mind. The Damn. Italian league is a different animal. It is a different animal. And I have yet to see like the Mexicans succeed in that league because it's very hard. It's very. With Rafa Marquez, it's an old man. Yeah, with uh, he, he played two seasons. Weyes, Weyes Verona. 
Cool. Weyes, Verona? Hell is Verona. I just say Weyes. Oh, I was like, what? what? Hellas. Well, Rafa is the exception, few and far between all these Mexican players. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of players that went there and just Layun. You had um, Salcedo. You had who else? We've had a few go to Italy and just Moreno. Uh, shit. Oh yeah, he completely shat the bed when he was at Roma. That's right. They send his ass back to where? Where did they send him to? PSV or to Qatar or? Oh yeah, he went. He went to like Dubai or some that shit. Era. That's really far, man. They, they didn't want him. <laughs> that was really far to send him, dude. He he sucked that bad, huh? They told him AOV, and he ended up in Qatar. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'll I'll be honest. For a World Cup year, I am unimpressed with what I'm looking at as far as like our pool of talent. Mm-hmm. Because this is where every player should be busting their fucking balls, man. Especially now yeah. now that you found out that there's 26 on a roster. Are you kidding me, bro? Like the the opportunity is just like there, and like no one out there is like balling right now. Like if I was Chicharito, I'd get my ass off of Warzone. And just start going ham, bro, because he could still make the roster at this point. I think he, I think he has, he's accepted that uh, they're not going to call him. It's just crazy though, because I think like if he was out there scoring goals every single game, like there would be no way that 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 could ignore him. There's no way. Especially- he should have came back to Mexico. That's the problem here. If he was a, if he was at Chivas, they would have called him up. No doubt in my mind. Hundred percent. But if he was a Chivas, but playing good. Yeah, scoring like he's scoring now, no doubt in my mind they'd call him. But he's playing at that cis pool league called MLS. <laughs> so no one's going to take I don't think he's there, scoring as much. Like he, he had like four goals and then he sort of disappeared again. So yeah, he, he like, he's been kind of on and off. I know he's, uh, He's probably dealing with his ex-wife and his, you know, the fact that he's a deadbeat dad and all that. So, I don't know. There's Damn. A, there's Whoa, a... that came out of nowhere. Oh, no. I mean, it's known that he, like, doesn't see his kids and he, like, ignores his baby mama. Wait, are they his kids, though? Yeah, they're saying he's a <laughs> cuck. That bald guy's the real dad. Maybe that's why. I don't know. In that one YouTube video, in that, there, that guy had, like, the, her panties on his head. Oh, that, yeah. So that was real cuckish of him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's just how it is. That's what happens in LA, bro. LA is just like a big orgy. Didn't know. I didn't know about that. But yeah. Um, I'm just saying, bro. 26 roster. If I'm a player that's like on the, on the, on the cusp, on the bubble, like I'd be balling right now. I know it's off season, but once the league kicks off very soon, I mean, I would not be surprised if somebody like just that we wasn't even on the radar catches fire and ends up squeezing into the into the final final squad. I don't know what the, when the deadline is to submit your your roster, but um, who knows? We might see a surprise. 
And I know a lot of people like to bring up the comparison, like, oh, you know, La Volpe took Guardado to the 2006 World Cup, and he was, you know, he was like 19. But like, dude, that is not the same situation that Marcelo Flores is in. Like, Guardado was already playing for Atlas. He was already scoring goals against Ochoa and shit. Like, he wasn't... He was scoring bangers with yeah, Atlas. He... I remember that. Yeah. And, like, it's not the same, like, comparison. But I will say, like, if there is one spot left, it wouldn't hurt to bring him. You know what I mean? Like, I'd much rather have him make the roster instead of, like, fucking a fourth goalkeeper. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. We have... uh Cota. Yeah, Cota's trash. Uh, I think Al Pastor wants to hop on. We'll see what he says. Welcome to the show, Al Pastor. Thank you, guys. I just want to say, uh, in reference to what you're talking about, like, if you're a player that, you know, you may find a way to turn up these coming months. But I should have said to you that, that I think that's the problem with Selección right now, that uh, players are... In different teams, and they got Emikis are turning up, and Tata don't give a fuck. Like, he has this guy set. Uh, mm-hmm. It don't matter who balls out right now uh, for the next couple months. He pretty much already has his World Cup roster decided. I'm, I could bet that maybe he has like five, six spots he's maybe not sure on. But besides that, he already has his roster. So I just, and I think that's why the team has been so complacent because, like, you know, Gallardo, Romo, uh, Angulo, uh, Cordova, like all these guys, Pizarro, Henry Martin, all these guys are, are not wanted at their club and they know they're still going to get called to La Selección. So if you're a guy looking from the outside in, you're like, me voy a partir la madre. Why? What's the point? He's not even going to call me up. He already has his guys. I do agree. There are injuries. There are injuries. Um, and that could. That could open the door for some other guys. Yeah, but it might open the door for guys that are currently like in in that vibe, like you know Marcelo Flores or Eric Aguirre or Lira. But it's not gonna open, like you know, like let's say Marcel Ruiz has a lot of potential. Let's say Marcel Ruiz comes out balling and just destroys the league. He ain't gonna get called up. He's he hasn't been part of it. You know, um, it's a very good observation. I do agree. Um, I remember when I used to like try out, uh, especially for like uh, high school football. Um, when I mean football, I mean soccer. Um, the coach more or less already had his preferidos. And realistically, even though like hundreds of people tried out, we were basically fighting for like the last like three spots. But, you know, the coach had rapport with all these other players, maybe from around the league, from from club soccer and all that. And you knew that, like, your odds of making, like, varsity and shit was, like, very, very, like, low. Um, and I feel like that's the kind of vibe that we're getting right now is, like, he's got these players in. Like, these players have it in the bag. They know, like, they're basically going to Qatar. Um, and that's kind of, like, how they're performing right now. They're kind of just, like, coasting until things start to get serious. But I really do hope that, I don't know. Something happens between now and November. I think a lot can happen football wise. And, uh, I, I think that the media, the fans, there might be the possibility that they pull the plug on this dude. We have like maybe a few friendlies left. Um, the nation's league is done for the year. 
I think they have a friendly against uh, Paraguay, but I, like imagine if like they get absolutely embarrassed. I think it would be enough for the for the Mexican like federation to say, "All right, you're out." What would that look like to you? Another seven zero. Um, I would say if like the team just completely like quits on him. I think he said a go as well. I don't think he can do any bad anymore in their eyes. I think Wait, he's this... Tata. Jaime, you're saying this team that Tata has so short are going to the World Cup are going to quit on him? Well, I'm saying like it would have to take something like that for them to like probably get rid of him. But I think there's also like the pressure from like the fans and the media and his health. I mean, he has health problems. So I don't know. I don't know if if he's gonna make it to Qatar, bro. He'll make it. Yeah, it's interesting because like he already has like his players, so you'd think they wouldn't quit on them. But like that goal, like Jamaica scored, I felt like I was watching like Solari's America. Like it was one guy on the wing. You had the four Mexican defenders. You had the one guy in the box. Everyone knew he was gonna cross it. Everyone knew he was going to the one guy by himself in the box. And they left them alone. Like, they didn't even, like, nothing. Like, like completely lost, like, La Marca. So you were like, come on now. We all knew that he was going to get the cross. And literally <laughs> just walked in there. It kind of, like, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that uh, Tata already has them, like, their spots guaranteed, it make you question, like, if si le estaba entendiendo la cama. Yeah. We'll see. Um, I had to Google it. They're only a confirmed match between now and and uh, November is a friendly in Atlanta, Mexico, Paraguay, August 31st. So I don't know if they'll have anything else between now and then, but so far, man, it's I, I'm not very confident for this World Cup. When's the World Cup in December? November. November? Hmm. Yeah, November 22nd, so... just in time for the holidays. Uh, I do have some Liga MX updates. Pumas did get a new striker from Argentina from the bargain bin. His name is Gustavo del Prete. Uh, he was at Estudiantes de la Plata, and he is going to Pumas. He admitted that Ligini was a big reason why he has decided to go. Um, we'll see. We'll see how he does, but I feel like Pumas always find these guys that nobody has ever heard of before. I've seen him play. He's very hot and cold, but I think he'll adjust to Pumas, be it them being an equipo chico. <laughs> they also extended Dineno. It's a really good talent. I wonder if they gave him more Dinero. <laughs> more Puma bucks. Also, uh, Luke de Jong, very close to coming to Toluca. Seems like they weren't able to get Edson Cavani, but Luke de Jong would be another big name European player that would join Liga Mekis. Going after America's scraps, I see. <laughs> 
That'd be pretty crazy, man. Um, bad news for Chivas. Orbelin Pineda has said, thanks, but no thanks. I'm staying out here. Your, your guys' owner got embarrassed on TV like twice in the, in the whole week, like in two weeks in a row. What else was is that? Was that Pachuco interview? Oh, with and, uh, uh, saying that they, they don't have money, they can't afford. Uh, that you guys are super broke, yeah, yeah. And then he <laughs> and then he came out on Fox Deportes saying that they were talking to Orbelin, and he and Orbelin left them on unread. <laughs> so that's a double whammy, another double whammy for Chivas. Someone needs to get this kid out, man. He just it's like. I know Daddy used to run the business, but bro, you are just like um, Bill- he he's he's Billy Madison, Damn. bro. He's Billy Madison, bro. <laughs> he's, he's a penguin. I don't think he's doing a bad job. You guys are too. I mean, his Sorry. business his business is based off old ladies and old Dia selling products like door to door. I mean, couldn't be my own. <laughs> I mean, his defense, he probably thinks we're going into a recession. And if we are in a recession, the last thing people are going to be buying is his homemade health products. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he's like, why am I going to spend 10, 15, 20 million on Chivas if Omni Life's about to take a big hit, too? Well, the other reporters have mentioned this. I mean, I'm a Chivas hater. I don't make any excuses about it. But why doesn't this guy, like, I'm not going to deny Chivas has a whole bunch of fans. They're everywhere. I know that. But why doesn't this guy make some sort of like OnlyFans program? Or not OnlyFans, but yeah, <laughs> he wants. I mean, like a Patron or a Patreon or like a or Go, uh, GoFundMe? A Go, something like that. Or like a GoFundMe <laughs> and have all these Chivas fans like donate a little bit and let it just be for the esfuerzo. Esfuerzo. Refuerzos. Refuerzos. I mean, I- I actually said that here a few podcasts back. Is that like illegal to do over there? No, Hoel's, uh, he's the number one Chivas TV supporter. (laughs) I bet. No, I used to, and they disappointed me, so I stopped. I mean, that must be illegal to do. I mean, that's easy money to make, isn't it? I think you could do like a membership, you know, Manchester United has a membership, and like, you know, they give you like exclusive uh interviews content mm-hmm. maybe they'll throw in like a scarf or something but you know it's just like the way that you can support your club um i'm surprised that they haven't capitalized on that to be honest because i know Joel back in the couple podcasts uh, in previous podcasts he mentioned that chivas uh what was it something about the them having socios back in the day like if there was any team in mexico that would benefit from having that like in argentina like people that isn't that how it works in argentina like the fans pay for everything yeah it would yeah, wouldn't well, they be or america right the biggest teams people would be yeah. paying to for the refuerzos they could easily afford these uh, chichar chicharito uh Carlos Vela, the, the guy that's uninspired by everything. Huh. It must be illegal to do. I mean, they're leaving money on the table, right? I don't see how it's illegal. I don't, I don't really know. Why don't they do it then? The whole, I don't... 
Because all, I, all I know is that Amaudi probably just wants one title. He said he made a promise for his dad, and I think he probably wants one title, and then I think he'll sell. I mean, oh. he's a young guy. He's not the type of guy who's going to be Chivas' owner like to his 60s, 70s, 80s, so he passes away. You can tell that from a mile. I think he wants to win one title, and then he'll probably sell the team. Everyone says eight hundred million, but they're not gonna get eight hundred million no. for it. But but he could he could get like three hundred million dollars for that. Team. That's the stadium Easily. alone, bro. He could probably get like five. Yeah, that's what uh certain uh, El Fantasma Suarez he mentioned that that if anyone were to because like Joel mentioned again, Slim did try to buy them, but they if they sell the team, they got to buy the stadium too, mm-hmm. and that's a no go for him. That was yeah. a logo for him. Yeah, Chivas wants to sell that whole thing with the stadium because it was it ended up costing the team money because it's it's like where it's located and there's not that much it's not accessible and so I think they wanted to um, it was gonna be the. The, um, I forgot the name, Centro, the JVC Center or something that Vergara was doing to honor his dad, but it was going to have like all these buildings and I think... Like hotels and... Like shopping centers? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. And uh, I think the stadium is the only thing that got built, nothing else. There's Everything nothing just stayed. Yeah. That's what they're going to do to the, the same thing. For, the, for, the World, for the World Cup in 26. Oh, yeah. But that will happen. No, this, this never happened. Uh, I do think moving um, was a bad was a bad move. You wanted him to stay in, Jalisco, in the Estadio Jalisco? Well, because Chivas owed a lot of money. Um, that's why the socios were so quick to sell the team when Vergara came in. Uh, so La Promotora had the team for, they were supposed to have it for 10 years. They only had it for nine. Mm-hmm. And so by that point, you would think, okay, Promotora has been running Chivas for nine years. That's enough time for the socios to get their shit together um, and would have something running for when they get the team back. And the first thing they did was sell. So, you, <laughs> you, so it never happened. It's like, it's so, like, um, it's like a dumb and dumber where like they open the briefcase <laughs> and it's like, a, it's a bunch of IOUs. <laughs> So what? So what? what Where's the money? Hey, that's. This is is better than money. This is an IOU. (laughs) No, but we're talking at a big club that that fell into the red where they had to loan the team out. You know, they had to like rent it out, Um, and then you have nine years to fix it, and and they didn't, and they sold it to Vergara, who came in and not only paid. Promotora for that the one year remaining so that they could take over right away. Uh, all the socials were willing to sell, not all of them, but the vast majority enough for him to take over the team. And so they knew he was going to owe money, which he did. Um, but Gara talks about how he used the Televisa money to pay the socials off. And I have a friend that kind of says, you know, he, he paid him with their own money. And it's like, yes and no, because had they still been socios, that money would have had to come back to the club to keep it afloat. Now that they weren't, it was, you know, it was for them to spend. Um, 
I do think in part moving the stadium was because a lot of these guys owned uh, or own, they own like palcos or block of seats mm-hmm. at Jalisco. And that's kind of how you also, how they make money when, when there's soccer games and or concerts or whatnot, they could sell those tickets. And that's kind of how he, I, I do think he probably did it a bit in spite because now they didn't own, you know, their, their, the value went down because Chivas was no longer attached to Jalisco. But I do think um, that was a mistake because they didn't have money for the stadium. They had to borrow it. And then since the team wasn't doing good financially, he borrowed more money on top of that, which is how Angelica came to own half of the team. That's crazy. Sounds like a novella. It pretty much is, dude. It was such a mess. That's why I'm saying now with Amari's getting a lot of shit, but for, you know, what he inherited, you know, this flaming turd with like a wet brick to turn it, you know, to... So what So what you're practically saying is that chi, the Chivas socios were so greedy. Yeah, corrupt. And, and they sold out their own team. Yes. But with, tel- with dirty Televisa money that America supplied? <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't know. It that. wouldn't be my team. <laughs> I don't know if it's dirty, but... um. What's it? Pretty much. And I do think these a lot of the socials were involved with... Because Promotora was Mexlube, right? If you saw that the main sponsor back then for Chivas was Mexlube, and that's Promotora owned... Well... The promotora were the owners of Mexlube, and they had Pemex on the side, and Pemex was the Petróleos Mexico, mm-hmm. and, and Mexlube was the lubricants they would sell. And so they got the contract. That's a lot of bid. It's like Pemex did a whole thing where it's like uh, we're gonna let people bid for the contract to sell their lubricant in other Pemex gas stations, and the people that were involved with the promotora, uh, the Martinez Garzas, and also the Leaños. And some of these other, and I think there was more, they were the two socios. I, I do think they were involved. Anyways, that ended up being very corrupt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why they didn't, that's why they couldn't keep the team for the 10 years and they had to sell and um, they sold all these players back then, Ramon Ramirez, a lot of players they had brought. Uh, that's a, yeah. Chuy Mendoza. <laughs> You but, could look it up the whole. Oh, but then weren't you the one that also said that that championship team that they won with you on there, that 2018 team, they pra- they practically loaned all the they had all those players on loan, right? I mean, oh, the, the, the Grupo Pachuca. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do think that I don't think Chivas fully owned them. Yeah, like it wasn't they, a coincidence that after they won the the other the Conca Crap Championship. That they sold off Pizarro to pay the money back, right? Yep, he had to go. Um, I, I don't think that's a lot of money, and I don't think I don't think they had it all. I, I know at that point, um, Iguera was trying to partner up with with um, was the dude, the Pachuca guy, um, the Pachuca owners. Uh, who is it, Martinez? Mm-hmm. Same dude that was talking crap to him. I know they were trying to partner up, and I I do know it's part of it was to to get votes because for the TV deal, right? Which the, was 
Yeah, it was going to end. And then uh, Televisa was going to lose for like the first time in a long time control of, of television rights for, for, and that was, I think that was the whole strategic, but man, Televisa, they just did some Machiavellian shit, man. They, they straight bitch slapped a lot of these people. They were Slim, trying to. Wasn't it Slim that uh, was providing the counter offer for Telemundo uh, and NBC Universe? It was no, but but not not for selection because it goes for both. Oh, you know, to it's within the the like other other presidents, other, other club owners. They meet they meet like in their secret headquarters, and in then Toluca. they and then they yeah, they decide what the, you know which way they're gonna go, and and so basically that's what they were. That was that Martinez and Nigera and some of these dudes were trying to do is get enough votes, but. Televisa started doing the whole, showing the crookedness of Ranchuca, you know, saying how the city was giving them, like... They put a they, whole promo on them, right? Yeah, man. They, they didn't have to that. pay taxes, and they were mm-hmm. saying how you could have a hospital or most That was stores. pretty shady, I must admit. <laughs> hey, that was pretty smart, too. It's not like Pachuca's being, you know, it's not like they're the good guys. Um, and they, they did None that. None of these guys um, are good. I heard that also they were, America was also behind the whole Profeco kept finding Chivas TV because their internet feed kept, you know, like if, if when Chivas TV first came out mm-hmm. and the people that would watch the image would freeze or it would be behind. And so Profeco, which is kind of like consumer, uh, it's like, a, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like kind of from the government. To like make an sure Obama that... phone? <laughs> <laughs> no, not Obama phone. It's it's sort of like to protect consumer, you know, like like from you getting ripped off. And so they kept finding they kept finding a Chivas TV for for their shitty feeds. And so that was just costing them money. On top of not having a TV deal. So they're already losing money. Uh and they're getting fined. And then uh, Bimbo is suing them for like 20 million because their their contract was stipulation you your games are on tv not being streamed mm-hmm. so us had to give like another year or two to televisa for free i'm telling you man televisa they don't fuck around they did some damage is a mastermind he was man. It was some game of thrones shit right there he was like <laughs> he was did that he- lannister dude man he no, he, he didn't was have to be finger. in the field. He just had to sign documents. His, his little you, finger. Did you guys happen to see Football Picante last Friday? No. I did. It was very, very interesting, the topic that they were mentioning. They were talking about how the San Luis owner, the guy from Atletico Madrid. Oh, yeah. Oh, Gil, uh, I heard that. Yeah, that Gil. He, he put all the M pretty much Azteca and Pisa on blast. He pretty much, he kind of exposed them, if we're being honest, about how they run stuff in Mexico. And uh, Hector Huerta just went off on the, on was that guy that Atlas owner, the Iragori, or whatever the hell he yeah. is. And you should have seen Chelis, how he, he didn't want to say anything. He had Piet, <laughs> and Pietra Santa, that rat, that <laughs> used to work for Televisa. They were real quiet, and they were saying some interesting things. And you notice on Twitter, 
like uh they were talking oh el fantasma suarez he he resigned from that paper from that paper he writes for that marca or whatever marca or record or whatever record. Mm-hmm. he because uh he was interviewing curi the veracruz owner from prison he's and in prison pretty, oh shit yeah he's a prison and he was I interviewing was hella him. corrupt mm-hmm and he and you know he has he knows all the skeletons in the closet, right? Yeah, that's why they said he he was allowed to keep Veracruz uh-huh. that much longer, and he would use the club so that because he was the governor of, of Veracruz, mm-hmm. so that was part of it. Like if you guys vote me, the team stays, but if you vote for someone else, but um, these guys are know, putting a no, lot no of football. <laughs> these guys are putting a lot of pressure on Televisa, and like it's not only. Football Picantes, these other channels, they're putting a lot of pressure on Televisa and Azteca for the Selex for the for the TV deal, for the yeah, selection deal. Because it wasn't, and we've been talking about that potential shakeup, mm-hmm. uh, not just for selection, but for the league. Yeah, uh, and, and something so- I feel something big is coming, man. Because uh, I saw on Twitter also that uh, I I know you guys, I don't know if you guys watch baseball or not, but that GM from from my Houston Astros, that guy that that cheated. let him cheat. No, they won fair and square, my guy. <laughs> no, no, yeah, they cheated. But him, like he, that guy, he recently bought uh, an expansion team, that Cancun, and that kind of went under the radar. And this guy, he's known for having like connections, and he's a real like. He has like analytical companies for like sports and Wait, things. Which guy? Which guy you're talking about? Uh, uh, something Lunho. He he was like the GM for the Astros, and he worked for the same. Oh Louis yeah, Cardinal. yeah, I, I heard about that. He was I trying. Have you guys uh, seen like uh, Narcos Mexico? I yeah. saw the first season. Yeah. I, I need to you catch up. You know how up. like Miguel Angel Felix Gallardo like brings everybody together? Yeah, because they all have their own different plazas. I tie it like that. Like all the teams have their own different deals, yes, yes. TV deals, and everything. And the Liga Mekis owners, since they're doing so many partnerships with MLS, they're starting to realize how much money they're missing out on. Yes. So yes. they're all going to have to come together so they can make more money. And one of the things that Kiel uh, from Atletico Madrid was talking about, uh, he said he would change two things. And he said one of them, he would make the Liga Mekis like a family experience. He's like, there's fans. He's like, not a. He's like, that's something you guys take for granted. Not every league is packed with, like, fans. Like, you guys have a demand, fans that buy the league, consume the league. Mm-hmm. But it's not family safe. It's not family oriented. So I would make that an experience. You know, you go to any type of sporting event here in the U.S., it can be a family experience. So I think, so if, you know, so like you were mentioning that guy from the Astros buying Cancun, if he's getting involved... He also, you know, he doesn't, like, want some shit that happened, like, in Querétaro. With yes, yeah. running a risk with his team. So, I think Liga Mekis owners are finally waking up and being like, all right, we want to make this money, money, and mm-hmm. having serious connections with MLS and broadcast the league to Europe or wherever. We kind of get, got to get our shit together. Yeah, they're, they're realizing they're leaving money on the table. And I was meant I was mentioning that Astros guy because that guy's pumping a lot. He has a lot of investors for well, that Cancun club. Just, He's just really money quick, in there. just really quick. The broadcasting and the make the, the most money would be 
showing it here in the U.S. Yeah, and and the sponsorships too, and we could see it, you know, already with like NBA uh, and and American football and baseball, where they have Canadian teams. So mm-hmm. the the soccer wouldn't be that much different. Uh, might not be a league, but it could be like a cup, like a like Champions League. You know, it's not a league, but it's a cup. They call it league. So it could end up being something like that, which would become like the the main tournament, mm-hmm. you know, for for those countries. It, it, that tournament would would take first over their like domestic a, like league. Like our, our own Champions League, more or less, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't think they would have a, a a unified league, unified like domestic. They would yeah. keep their domestic leagues, but there would be like one. Like, like you know, Champions League, like you said. Damn, man, Jeff Lunau. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh, and he's known, like he he's a big analytics guy. Like he had, like he he was finding guys out of know. He would set up like little uh little like baseball. I know it's a different sport, obviously, but he would set up like different like baseball, like uh, uh, like like, like comparing to soccer, like uh. Like Fuerzas Basicas, like in certain countries, right? Mm-hmm. And he would find these guys and he would build teams, man. Like he made that St. Louis Cardinals team, that the, the that championship, those that that team and that Astros team. Like, and that's what his company does. Like he's pumping money into that Cancun team. Cause these guys, these foreign like uh like uh Al Pastor said, like these other companies, they're seeing where the money's at. And the Liga MX owners are leaving money on the table. I feel something big is coming because I happen to see on Twitter as well, like that MLS got a new deal with Apple and no one watches that crap. Imagine what Liga MX would get, their type of deal would get. Wow, they have uh, Apple TV Plus? Yeah, and no one watches that. Wow. <laughs> That's interesting, though. Um, yeah, well, uh, I mean, think about it, man. Cancun's a... <laughs> It's a great market. They can get all those RG players to go there. You, just chill on the beach. You can get Carlos Vela to join. Yeah. But, I mean, it's pretty exciting to see someone that has, like, a vision and money mm-hmm. and see what they can do in Mexico. Um, yeah, it seem, seems pretty exciting. And uh, Hector Huerta, they're mentioning, like, I know they don't talk about it a lot, but talk about it a lot, but Televisa, for whatever reason, Televisa and Azteca, they don't let certain companies invest into Liga MX. Like it's like it's a, they're mentioning how it's a miracle that uh, that Necaxa got all that foreign investment, you know? Yeah, like uh, wasn't like, like Red there's Bull. Mon- there's money to be made in Mexico. Wasn't Red Bull trying reason. to like buy a team or create a team? Yeah, and it got shot down. So I'm not sure what's going on. And Slim tried, like I mentioned before, Slim tried to buy Chivas and Leon, but they don't want him there because he's, I mean, he's the richest guy in the country. They don't want to, if they let and, him in, he's going to get the whole thing. He's going to control He it. has Claro TV. Yep. And he already beat, he beat both Televisa and Tevesteca to Olympic. Oh, so they he, did. He had, yeah, he had the broadcast. They, they couldn't even... I think they weren't even covering it. And they didn't like that. 
Well, folks, we are at the hour 20 minute mark. Um, do want to leave you guys with some closing thoughts. I'll start. There's a chart chances of winning the World Cup according to stats perform AI. Uh, France leading the way with 17.93%, Brazil in second. Mexico has a 1% chance. 1.37 of winning the World Cup. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> we actually are. Dumb and dumber. <laughs> we're actually not that far down the list. Uh, we're just a, below Uruguay, who has 1.48, and just below, uh, we're above Switzerland, who has that exactly 1% chance of winning. United States has a 0.46% chance of winning the World Cup. So should be zero. <laughs> There's actually three teams that have zero percent chance: Cameroon, Saudi Arabia, and Costa Rica, and Canada. Canada, <laughs> Canada actually has a zero point zero one percent chance. Man, those guys are feeling themselves, man. <laughs> this Just is like Peru. Well, I'm not a Peru hater like you, Jaime. This is AI. Jaime, Jaime doesn't like their ceviche. Oh wow. I actually ate um, at a really good restaurant called Limon in Walnut Creek. It was good, really good Peruvian food, but I just had a bad experience when I used to play soccer. Break your heart, Jaime? When I used to play, when I used to play soccer, bro. Son cochinos. They're just, <laughs> they're just like the alpacas, man. They like spit in your face. They're they're mean. Ah. Uh, yeah. Just like USA fans. Um, I don't know if they spit in your face. But, no, but son impuercos para jugar. I don't know. I never had so that. Like Honduran Sunday League. But uh, I'll let you guys go for uh, closing thoughts. Anything that we didn't talk about or anything burning? As usual, America hasn't gotten a, ref a refuerzo yet, but time's running out, man. The biggest team needs the best players. Weren't they trying out the guy that failed at in MLS, the second fastest player in the world? Who? Man, that man has no shame. He like has never <laughs> talked about the team. Never grew up as a fan. Literally scores in the friendly. He's already like kissing the badge. Like I know they're giving you a job, but don't be such a fucking brown. Wait, loser. who? <laughs> Jurgen Dam. Oh, <laughs> he scored and then kissed the badge. Like dude, the, the Holocaust body the guy. Yeah, they're giving you a lifeline, but come on. <laughs> you think the fans actually believe that you love the club and everything? Like, come on. Oh, he yeah, scored okay. in a friendly? Yeah, I think it was a PK. Yeah, it was against Cancun FC. It, it, it feels like America has fallen in hard times. Going I don't after, know like, the biggest Going team, after, man. like, MLS crabs. You, you guys are digging on an MLS trash bin. Getting, yeah, like, Gio and Jonah. That's the type of... America That's the type of team America is. Giovanni they give Mexicans a second chance, <laughs> unlike um, Chivas, with their racist and xenophobic ideology. They, don't, they only want great players, but don't, they don't have money to, to pay great for great players. So, some of these grandes, man. and Giovanni Dos Santos. Man. What are we talking about? We give, we give Mexicans a second chance, man. It's America's everyone's team, unlike Chivas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We deserve, we, de we deserve Mbappé, <laughs> someone of that level, man. I'm actually surprised that um, with all these old heads like 
free agents like you know Cavani, Suarez. I'm disappointed that America didn't. They just don't. They just don't have deep pockets anymore, man. But I think I think times have changed, time man. Like um, like these free transfers, uh, you know, they want that agent money on the side. Yeah, and and, and uh, that's the Mexico isn't built for that. And their wages to be yeah. up there. Yeah, I think FIFA's like trying to do something to put a stop to that. Like, there's going to be a limit. I think they're planning on passing something like for 2024. Because it's like getting outrageous. I think like uh, Holland's dad wanted like twenty million cut, and then the agent wanted like another fifteen million cut. Damn. It's like Jesus. Yeah, I heard of like Neymar too. I don't know if you can. Yeah, remember. Neymar's Neymar's they, dad got fifty the, million, and, and he wanted like like mm-hmm. a couple escorts and a party bus. Mm-hmm. I'm not making that up. He <laughs> was part of the deal. Yeah, like a keg, a party bus, six escorts. Balloons and a couple midgets. This guy was <laughs> gonna celebrate those fifty duty. All He's... in that order. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember, but <laughs> bring in I, the I dancing lobsters. <laughs> no, but that's it for me. America, el más grande. Is it like oil is in tough times right now? I surprise you because uh, I've just growing up. You would see all the big names attached to America. Bamam Zamorano, Piojo Lopez. Las Aguilas you know, Africanas. Who? Who? Mambiyia, Kalusha. See, I'm not even a fan, and I know all the oh, names. Oh, you're a fan. Oh. <laughs> Everyone and, is an America fan. Fightless no, recently came out, and even he said, like, all that he propaganda. Fin- he that finally that, admitted. He finally admitted that it was all a lie. Him and Joserra, they made it up just for ratings. Everyone's an America <laughs> fan. I, well, I grew up around the time of the um, the first Ben Hacker run. That one, that team was something else to watch. It was beautiful uh, football. That's what it was. Yeah, um, they messed it up when the Look second. You. Come, Talking about but... the old times, like Chivas fans. Yeah, we're not that so different, <laughs> oh, me oh. and you. It's true, we're not it's so true, different. Man. We're not so different. <laughs> You took it there, Jaime. Wow. First your peruje, and now I'm... It's <laughs> she was wow. just, it's getting a bit more decent players. Chivas? <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, you guys got after Jurgen Dam and, and Deadbeats like Gio. She was no. kind of like Alexis Vega. No. Uh, America's they had like... hijacked by a promoter. Let, let, let's not confuse things. America's hijacked by a promoter. Chivas is broker than MC Hammer. Like in White Chicks. He's in, they're MC Hammer broke. <laughs> MC Hammer broke. Uh, Joeli, any closing thoughts? No, uh, just, just uh, I wanted to thank these guys for coming on. So I think the closing, the closing discussion was really good. On what's going on with Liga MX, I don't think it gets a lot of traction. Not a lot of people talk about it, and and it's these are things that they, they might not happen overnight. They could take two, two, three years. Because I remember when the league first started talking about rebranding, they were like calling it the Premier League, uh, Premier something like Premier League. Mm-hmm. You know, they ended with Liga MX, but. Yeah, we're beginning to see the start of that. So that's, I've I've always find those topics like very interesting. Absolutely. 
if it does start, it's going to start after the 2026 World Cup. That's when it'll take an effect. Well, we'll even have some of the stuff you're mentioning. It's it's sort of starting. Mm-hmm. So it's like I would say it already started. If if it does blow up, if it does um, cause a major change, then yeah, I agree with you after that World Cup. All righty, folks. Well, with La Selección Mexicana, there's really nothing on the docket until August. Uh, Liga Mekis will return early in July. Um, we might record next week. We'll let you guys know, but I do appreciate you guys for hopping on tonight and, and keeping it lively and joking around. Um, Wait, I, I had a quick closing thought. Yeah, Sorry. Absolutely. Yeah. I just want to say if something like that, that happened, um, which I hope it does happen because uh, Liga Emekis is very competitive. So imagine if they, they take all the TV rights and sold as one package and they split that equally. You know how they got rid of like the the central because they wanted like teams to like get their stadiums together and all that. Well, mm-hmm. if they split that money even more equally, which is be so tremendously beneficial for the league. But my biggest hope out of that is that if all these U.S. companies would invest into League of Mikey's, that they would do a full audit, check all the numbers, and then they would find the regularities. And Atlas is both championships, and they would strip <laughs> them oh, just like they did from Juventus. The Those are my closing thoughts. Is insane. <laughs> it's out of this world. The Atlas hate. That's so <laughs> funny, man. <laughs> bro, if they start investigating all these title runs. They're gonna strip all everyone from their titles, bro. <laughs> uh, who's who's the last team that won right? That won the a championship in the hey, right they only and good had a way. Fair B campeonato. I mean. There isn't like any rig. I would say Cruz Azul. Cruz Azul too. Yeah. You you don't think they were doing anything shady with with all that Billy stuff? I mean, I do th- I do think that they did it against their team, and they talked about how in ten years, um, they had like about a hundred players that they had. They had uh, yeah. transferred, and none of them. Like almost none of them finished their contract. Some of them didn't even play. Mm-hmm. And I do think they were more likely to throw games, you know, where they would have really good teams and then they would like maybe like lose because they, you know, in the, in the bets, there's more money to be made in the betting. So you're saying they got a llamadita like Hector Huerta said? No, not a llamadita. It was probably their own. The own owners, you know, like um, hmm. sabotaging so, their team. Just so, who's the last team that won right then? According to you guys, because Atlas cheated, right? I didn't say. I didn't uh, say they cheated. I don't know about that. Um, I do it's think to prove. So I, I don't, think it I don't was really... suspicious that you know the one calling the the referees. To, to you guys, the only titles that that were legit were those those black and white. The Campionissimo ones. The ones where we would take shots of tequila before the game. The one. Yeah. Those were legit. No, I'll I'll be honest with you. With Liga (laughs) and Mekis having, like, a champion every six months, like, after, like, three, four, five championships, like, I forget who won. Yeah. Like, you really got to think about it. Same. I would have to, like, read the list. I forgot. An opinion. I forgot who won. won. (laughs) So, it's not like, it's not like, oh, no. I can't Also, so it hurts more that it's out less than one. Okay. No, look, look, Atlas, the first championship they had that BSPK against Monterrey, 
the whole play uh, Pumas, where Pumas gets a red and then Atlas doesn't get a red for the same damn play. Other re- re- regular stuff throughout that whole playoff run. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing uh, over here, you know, uh, Chala versus Chivas. He shouldn't have been playing since the first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the next after that, they had all BS calls as well. And I'll be honest, I, I did not watch the final, the return leg. But uh, that play looked like it should have been a red card on that foul where the Pachuca player and that, that Pachuca should have had a PK. I mean, it's just like a lot of regular things. And another thing, I mean, with the president of Atlas being related to a guy who has an influence on the refs in the league, it doesn't like, you know, send a good image. Like they're kind of setting themselves up for it. But they were they were mentioning he was president of Santos even before they were they were pre- that before his brother was in that position. So why wasn't anyone making a big deal about this when he was uh, with Santos? Was Santos winning championships with they won two? Uh, yeah, with suspicious. Oh suspicious. come on! Come well, on. now you're just grasping for straws. Come on! No, I mean I cannot think of a championship. Uh, because uh, Santos won what a championship against Cruz Azul, right? Uh, that was just Cruz Azul. No, they Cruz won Azul. it against uh, Toluca and another one against uh, I forget the other one. I think it was Cruz Oops. Azul. So no, team? they lost against Cruz Azul. They beat Pumas, right? No, Leon beat Pumas. No one remembers Santos. That's, so that's you, how you guys, they are. you guys just remember Chivas stuff. <laughs> but the teams is is real convenient for you guys to remember what what goes against you guys, but you don't mention that all the bad all the missed calls to Atlas to America. I mean, and there's been a whole bunch of like unnecessary prop like Gomez Junco on ESPN. That guy's a scumbag for even saying that, man. Uh, like Santos beat like Toluca and Querétaro. There you go with Ronaldinho. Yeah, there you go. Why wasn't anyone making a big deal then when his when his brother was a president? Oh, then uh, then Chuletita Orozco scored five goals in that game. I think he did. Who? Chulet, Chuletita Orozco. He played for Santos at some point and he scored like five goals in the I final. He played for. Um... I just can't remember if it was a Copa Mekis final or like. A I thought Liga he played for Cruz Azul. He did, but then he went over to Santos and he scored five. Pretty sure. Are you not mixing him up for? Um... Yeah, I think that's a. No, who's different... the who's their other striker? I forgot his name. Lalo. No, look, he played in Santos Laguna from 2013 to 2017, and before that, he was with uh, Cruz Azul. Hmm. And. Um... Oh, here we go. He had a hat trick. Into yep, Javier Orozco hat trick. Was that Copa Mekis or Liga Mekis final? Liga Mekis. Yeah, oh, it was a hat trick. Okay, yeah, it was in five goals. But yeah, he balled out that game. I, I just think Chivas need to get their money up and stop making excuses. <laughs> Look, man, for the as long as we have uh, Vergara Junior, um, I don't think much is going to change. Unfortunately, we need to get a Santander to help us out in another final, and then he can complete his promise. I think uh, I think you guys were onto something. I think the GoFundMe or the membership would Mm -hmm. would make sense. 
but I'm you, I am absolutely you DM him and mention that I'm, I'm absolutely 100% positive that that money would never see the light of day like it would never go back to the team it would never go back <laughs> it'd probably go to somebody else's pocket so to his next movie yeah. someone need to make him like a tender get him like a girlfriend or something and like and his girl's like you focus too much on the team he's like you know what I don't even give a fuck about soccer. You're right. <laughs> no. Uh, Isn't that what happened to his dad with that lady? Basically. Yeah. But I think uh, Amari might be more into Michelle Leano than anybody else. <laughs> oh. All righty, folks. Well, I got to close out. But again, appreciate you guys for hopping on tonight. If you guys want to catch us on the next episode, make sure to follow us on Twitter. And of course, we'll catch you in the next one.